Good morning. It's time for our cool conversation. I'm George Plummer. With us today, we have uh, James Fink with the uh, USAO. James, thanks for coming in today. We got a good program today about a new book you've written. So, yes, thanks for having excited me. Excited about that? About the university, long hundred plus year history of uh, USAO. We want to thank our sponsors for letting us be here this morning, including Stanley Systems and Community Bank of Oklahoma. So. James, talk about your book a little bit. Uh, what's it called? And uh, get into some of the research and uh, some of the time you've been spending on this. All right. Well, th- yeah, th- again, thank- thanks for having me out. Sure. So um, this actually is a, is an old project. Um, Dr. Fever and um, Dan Hobbs, an old faculty member, um, taught history at USAO years back, actually started this. Uh, they called it their their legacy project. And um Dan had done a lot of work, uh, written a huge man- manuscript that's been really kind of sitting around. Um, you know, people have looked at it, done some editing, but really nothing had happened with it. So about five years ago, President Fever brought me in and just asked if I wouldn't mind taking this and seeing if I can do something with it. And so, you know, he thought the story needed to be told now, um, you know, with things going on and, you know, with our educational environment that we needed to tell the story of the school. So. I was happy to do it. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of work was already done. Um, mm-hmm. Dan did a thorough job and, and did some really great work. And so I kind of took his book. Um, it was a little wordy at parts. Um, and so edited it, cut out a little bit, and then added about four four chapters. And so kind of basically took it from where he left off, brought it to, to the present. Um, took a while. COVID hit. Um, had a hard time getting in, getting students, doing a lot of the research, getting into libraries. Um, submitted it and then actually came back after they had it for shoot probably almost a year or two I can't remember now and then they came back and said you need to write another 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 another, another chapter. chapter and I'm like no um, <laughs> every you know living history if I take the time to write another chapter they're gonna want another chapter so um, the last couple chapters are really more summary than anything else just to kind of keep up talk about what happened during COVID mm-hmm. um, bring us to the present as much as we could but um, so, so how long had Dan worked on do you know I actually don't know um, but yeah I mean he wrote the, you know, I'd say he probably wrote three, three-fourths of the, of the work. So I'm, I'm getting a lot of credit for something that someone mm-hmm. else did because um, he did a lot of the work. He did the research. And, I mean, it is thorough research. Um, like I said, mine, I came in, you know, I had plenty of, you know, I had Regents notes and I had a lot of, you know, a lot more easy things to get a hold of modern because I really started really kind of with the fever years in 1980 um, and did the last couple looking mostly at what's gone on since, like I said, the 80s. And so a lot more easier to get research. We had most of it at the school where right. he had done the bulk of it. So. Um, so yeah, I mean, I give all the credit to him. I mean, it took some time to get it all together. The pictures, because there's a lot of pictures in, in the book. Um, shoot, that probably took more time than actually the chapters I wrote. That took a couple of years just to get the pictures, the right to captions. Um, and where are they? Was it like at the library or somewhere? At the all university around or? mostly in the you mm-hmm. know, different places, but there's, yeah, we don't really have anything in a one focus concentrated right. <laughs> area. A lot of things, you know, that were in the archives, we had to get photographed and, you know, or digitalized. And so I was trying to get students to do that. But again, then COVID hit and the students were gone. Um, it was made it, it was actually very difficult to even use the library with the rules. And and so that probably took a couple of years just to get all the photographs together and then write the captions. Do you reach out to the Historical Society? Some. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Historical Society here, um, the, the Oklahoma Historical Society, I have some pictures mm-hmm. from them. So, I mean, anywhere I get, we even put out a call to um, our, our alumni association, anyone that has, so some people sent in some pictures that I used from, from just random, you know, from students back, especially in the, o, the OCW years, some people had some pictures kicking around, so I used some of those. 
Um, so anywhere we could get pictures, we were more than happy to do. So like I said, it's kind of a, you can't see it. It's a big glossy book with colored colored mm-hmm. pictures and um, good sized book. Yeah, yeah, it's pitch hefty, it's heavy. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a tome <laughs> almost. <laughs> and you know, we wanted it to be. You know, when we first started looking at it, we just had the manuscript from Hobbes and talked with President Fever. And we and it's we, handwritten manuscript. I'm, no, I'm it assuming? was typed. By the time okay. I had it, it was. Okay. I don't. I think it was always typed. All right. Um, the version I had was typed. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, we tried to. So, what do we want this to be? Just a strict history book, and we kind of decided that something more of this is more it looks like a coffee table book mm-hmm. would be a lot more accessible with the pictures that alumni, you know, may not want to sit down and read a. 300 page you know historical yeah. but now they could glance through the pictures and see right you know it's a pretty big book it's pretty big. pages um you know i don't even know three something right in front of me okay um, so yeah we're looking at 322 pages so um and again rather large and like i said good color photographs mm-hmm. so yeah i think it's something that people would love just to you know have sitting on their tables and glance through the history on when they want to and it's mm-hmm. fascinating history and so, what's the name of it um the name is the university of science and arts of oklahoma celebrating a tradition of different which i think encapsulates us very well so. right that's a pr- it's pretty pr- fairly new motto last um, couple of years for yeah. the university a tradition of different tradition so. of different so it's it's you know not a clever name, but uh, it's what we it's are. Catchy. So it's catchy. It's definitely different. Yeah, yeah. So, did you do many interviews uh, for the for this? Not or? really. Um, I you know there are some faculty that guided me as I went through. You know, which you know, what faculty did I need to you know really make sure I didn't forget? What people did I not need to forget? Especially when I went back. You know, in the in the older time, there was so many different people that have come and gone and. Um, I can't get everyone, and so a lot of it was, which ones do I need to make sure? Yeah. Hundreds more than, uh, probably, I would uh, think. I, I mean, mean hundreds and hundreds, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's been so many people throughout the years, and so I relied on, on some of the older faculty just to, you know, give me some names and to make sure the right people were mentioned and, you know. Right. How much of the early year did you... I didn't uh, do a lot of research mm-hmm. on the early years. I, I mean, I had to go through it and get on the trimming process, right. but, I mean, Dan really was thorough. And so I didn't need to, and he had written out and he's a good writer. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, some changes here or there, a few edits, a few just shifts. I added a couple things every now and then that I thought maybe should be there. Um, but on a whole, the early part's him. Um, and I wanted to leave that for just for him. So um, most of that. So just out, outside of a few things. Anything about uh, Teyata? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, um, and that was one of the things, especially, you know, each in there anyways, but then with the pictures, I... We definitely made sure that Tayata is, is represented. There's a few different pictures of Mary Thompson and of mm-hmm. Tayata and make sure that she is well represented. And there's even pictures of the the, the, the stage play that we put on. Um, that was cool. I love that. That was, that was before yeah. my time, but yeah. it looked definitely looked like yeah. a pretty cool production. So there's some, yeah, there's some big color photos of that of the stage all set up and, mm-hmm. and about that and a little bit of the I, – I wrote some of those parts so um, about that, that play. So, there's yeah, there's a lot of Tayata in here. Professor James Fink with USAO on our program today about the new history book. Uh, but uh, is it also available at the campus bookstore and yeah, we're only anywhere selling else? it at school. Okay. Um, we published it. Well, we've published it through the um, Oklahoma Hall of Fame. They're the ones who did all who published it. So you can buy it there, and then it's through the school. So there's actually links all over that you can buy. We can send it to you. Um, or at the bookstore or through the alumni office and through um, um, a few different offices. The business office, I believe, have some. Oh, yeah, QR, QR cards. Yeah, there's a bunch QR of those code. all over. Okay. Um, um, but I would imagine I, I should have looked down how someone could contact. But if you were to contact the alumni office at the university, they definitely are selling them. 
And so that'd be one way, and then they can give you the link, and you right. can, or stop by the school. There's a whole there's boxes of them, right? Or go to the <laughs> website usaso.edu, and I'm sure they can figure out uh, some way how to get a hold some of that. Way. So that's definitely good. the so, alumni office. Yeah. All right. So we can we could do that. Uh, any particular focus on any particular uh, a program or uh, instructions or department or anything like that? Or? No, I would say this is. And when I've talked to a few people, the part I like about the book, I think, is, you know, things are hard right now for education. You know, there's the lack of funding, which is always a problem. USAO is constantly a lack of funding. Um, you know, staff and teachers probably underpaid a little bit. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of talk about universities being shut down in the state and a lot of, talk, you know. And what I like about this is, is USAO has had a lot of struggles um, along the years. It's an interesting history. And from the very beginning they had struggles and there's going to be several different points throughout the decades where there were struggles and and what i always like to say is they overcame them all i mean we've 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 faced them we've adapted we've overcome we've worked through them and so i think it's a great book to have now that we can look back at the history and recognize that that the struggles we're going through now are not new struggles they're different but not new and if we overcame them once we can overcome them again that we have strong people in place um, I say we're kind of a family over there. We're a small school. Um, I came from other schools where I didn't even know everybody in my department, let alone all the faculty <laughs> in the university. So we're a family. We're, you know, dysfunctional at times like any sure. families, but we, you know, we work together. And and I really do believe that this is a special inst institution. And, and so I think with anything in history, it's why I teach history. If we look in the past, we can understand, hey, we overcame these obstacles before we can overcome them again. And, and that's my favorite part of, of the, this, uh, this whole history of the school is how many times we've endured. And I think we will continue to. Have always had some great uh, 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 friends at the state capitol, uh, supporting the university, and the work of uh, the last two presidents, Dr. Fever and Dr. Trout, uh, have been immense. Yes. And uh, so uh, have you talked about much of the individual presidents at all? Or? Absolutely. Okay. Um, most of my work, I would say... Most of what I focus on, I mean, Dan did all the prep. I mean, the right. presidents are in here in detail. You're going to get biographies. You'll, you'll get to know all of them. A lot of what I focused on was the mission in, in, enhancement plan. I look at and that's why I kind of divided his presidency up into a couple different chapters, sort of the first few years, and then really that mission enhancement plan, which, you know, the school took on under a lot of promises, um, especially financial promises from the, from the state that never came about. Um, but yeah, Is that the we, early years of OCW, I guess. Or, no, no, yeah. we're talking like we're talking like um, um, eighty, like uh, two, oh, like two thousand five. That's fairly recent. Very then. recent. Yeah, yeah. two thousand five is when the state pretty much came to Dr. Fever and said we'd like to try something new at your school, and that is to basically turn USAO into a sort of a nationally recognized liberal arts institution, a public liberal arts institution, and in order to do that, we had to raise our SAT scores, our admittance, and. Uh, very high. We wanted to, we wanted to compete. We wanted to be a special school for the, you know, the top students of Oklahoma and, and beyond. But we recognize in order to do that, if you raise up our standards, we're going to lose students. And we and so when they came to us, and this was the state superintendent came and basically said, "Listen, don't worry about money. We're going to take care of you. We're not going to base it on number of students for you guys. We're going to base it on the quality." This has happened. There's a few other schools, one in Georgia, one in Missouri, that has done the same thing. Like, um, Truman State in Georgia where they said, hey, we're going to fund you outside of the number of students because we want you to become a nationally recognized public liberal arts institution. And so they gave us a series of goals they wanted us to match. We got most all of them, um, COPLEC and different things like that. And so that was sort of a mission. President Fee was nervous about the money, 
we, we followed the legislature. We followed what they asked us to do. And we, that's when we jacked up our, our, all our admittance to be what we are now. And it did. It, we, we took a hit. Um, our numbers dropped because it was very difficult to get into right. the university. But they were very intelligent students. Very intelligent students, mm. which was a big selling point. We are the only four-year institution that has our own regents. It has our own statewide mandate. Every other four-year school, you know, OU has a statewide, OSU has a statewide mandate. We are the only one that has a statewide mandate. All the other schools are regionals. We are not a regional institution. And under this program, we were meant to be the state's liberal arts education for gifted and talented right. students. And really. it's the only public liberal arts college in the state. Yes. Yeah. So that's a, uh, that's a plus. So yeah, we were promised. And then really what it comes down to, we were promised a lot of things and then they all didn't come to fruition, especially financially. But we kept the mission and kept, we've been trying to build that mission for the rest, you know, till today, we're still working on that. So we still have the high standards. We still have everything else, low numbers, low pay, trying to maintain, you know, a high mission because that's what makes us different. And that's what we like. And one thing I think is exciting is uh, the number of international students sure. that find USAO. Do you mention that at all? Uh, There's some, okay. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot. Most of, you know, most of our internationals are, are sports, are, are athletes, right. which mm-hmm. is fine. Um, you know, there is some issues in the 70s we talk a little bit about with a lot of um, Iranian students in, in the 70s. We actually had a lot of Iranian students at the campus in the 70s, um, and, and that didn't all work out well. Um, some protests on campus and some issues, and, and with then the revolution came, and, and there was more issues and problems. But um, that's no, I didn't know. Not, I didn't yeah, know there's, that. there's wow. a part of it. There's a whole little bit of about about uh-huh. that, and that was actually a really big thing in the 70s. Um, most, you know, we do mention a little bit, but most of our internationals are coming. Mostly to play sports. Mm-hmm. We do have a few, but most are, are athletes, right. which is and fine. You bet. And the sports programs have had a lot of success uh, right. in recent years. We've so done, uh, yeah, we did it really well. Is that mentioned in the in the book? At There's all? some. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. probably the one I focus on the most would be um, Coach Briscoe's national championship mm-hmm. in basketball. We yep. talk a about that, but I definitely like you know I've mentioned you know our soccer team going to nationals, our baseball team going to the World Series here a few times. Our softball team's gone undefeated. There's good yep. pitchers in there. Yeah, so. got some national records for winning streaks and yeah. one of women's college. World Series in NAIA mm-hmm. too. So the last winning yeah. streak of Emily's not in here. The book was done. right. <laughs> so, um, before, <laughs> that before that, <laughs> yeah. But um, but I do try to mention. Like I said, a lot on a lot on on, yeah. on, on, on Briscoe's team. Just you know that was we that was awesome. And then and then but yeah, definitely some mentions of, of some of the other athletics. We do have some good some good real good sports up there. Right. So, so uh, just uh, so much great history for the university and. You know, the Regents now uh, looking for a new president, as Dr. Fever says uh, he's going to retire at the end of the calendar year, giving the Regents like a whole year to find yeah. <laughs> to find a replacement. So it's going to be tough to find uh, someone of his caliber to uh, mm-hmm. to uh, continue great. the mission. I mean, he's yeah. been here forever. He was a professor, mm-hmm. you know, here. He's worked his way up. So he knew the school, and he knows what we stand for. And so, you know, I think he and I came crossed. here to, uh, almost together because <laughs> oh, yeah. I got here early eighty. <laughs> I don't remember, he was here right about then, or right came here to that, teach, yeah. and then uh, became president. And uh, it's been an exciting, uh, exciting uh, tenure for sure. He's uh, means a lot uh, mm-hmm. to the university and to, to Chickasha for sure. Absolutely. Anything else about the book? Uh, um, what's your favorite part or parts? Again, I, my favorite still is you know again sort of the, the, the tradition. There's you know there's some funny stories a few places. There's you know give that, us up for instance. Uh, when we first, our, we actually are on. No one ever talked about the very first name of the school. I gotta get. Oh it right. yes, it the, it's O C I I or something yeah, like the, that. Yeah, the, the, the institute. It was the, uh, something <laughs> Institute for Women. Yes. And, 
that only lasted for about a year after a judge started sentencing delinquent girls to the institute to go here. We realized, okay, we can't call it that anymore. So right. we had to get an early name change to you know, to a college, local yes. college for women because, um, you know, it's also interesting. When you look back, like up through, I'd say like the 50s, um, you look at the faculty, and I'll, this is, may sound like I love our faculty. We have great faculty. But our faculty up to the 50s was – was world comparable we had i mean they were from the best schools in the country not you know there's only seven or eight schools that were women's colleges and so you really had the pick of the best of the best and so we had all these women that were coming to school that had graduated from the elite schools across the country um that were here and they were and it, dan makes a point of talking about it. See, these were a lot of them were single um they this was their this was their life this was their their, ch- their children and they just they lived here they they lived on campus sometimes they were the dorm parents and and you have people like Frances Dismore Davis um the name a lot of people know Davis Hall mm-hmm. named after her um I mean again these are the best of the best and they are coming from the best universities and we were um just an ex- it was an exceptional we attracted the best students and the best faculty from, from the country um, again, not that we don't have great ones now, but I mean the best of the best. Right. Where now, once we went co-ed, you know, and again the type of faculty changed. Where you know we have kids and we're married and we're sure. you know and, and, and doing things and going to baseball games every night. Um, but um, but yeah, and so it's a difference of that faculty. When you look through the faculty list, if you're reading this in the early, you'll be amazed at the quality of just again like all Ivy do I I I Ivy League degree faculty holders that were pretty impressive. And what about the transition? from an all-women's college to the co-ed was there yeah. was there some controversy back i don't know i'm just uh, no real uh, controversy so. that probably the biggest controversy was a lot of the ocw women because you know, this was special to them well, this sure was, this was yeah. their school it was a female school but honestly it was just not doing very well after world war ii baby boom everyone went back to college women's colleges were just falling out, out of out, out of favor obviously there's some around the country today that lasted but um again our, our we weren't the same school we were before the war uh, we didn't have the same draw around the country that people, you know, and so it just got to the point where just to keep us alive, people just didn't, we, girls weren't interested in going to girls' colleges anymore as much. And so just the USAO probably wanted to survive as a, as a women's college. So we had to open up. Yeah, I, I would say the only real controversy was, again, that group of women mm-hmm. from OCW. And I understand that. You know, this was their thing. Their, it was special. And, and then it was different, right? It's mm-hmm. different. It to, that's a big change right. to allow men and um, and, and now it's a tradition of different. Yeah. The only that? other, con- the only I would say, I don't know how controversial it is, but yeah. uh, it is interesting to look back in the early years, really to see a connection between the town and the school. Um, this town, I mean, the house people in the beginning, it was raising the scholarships for people in the beginning. This town wanted the school. They put up the money for the water and the sewer, and they, they, the town, the bill, the town was paying the bills uh, because they wanted it here. And all throughout the early years, you can see that. Whenever there was an issue, the town got involved. And, and I think that changed in the 60s, which was a common thing, you know, with, you know, everything going on in the 60s and yeah. the hippies. And you kind of got a strained relationship between town and gown. And even when I got here, I, you know, I, I could see, you know, there there is a connection still. And I, I actually think it's coming back. I think some of the things going on with, with JP and with President Fever and, you know, and some JP of Otis, you're talking uh, about. Yeah, yeah. And he's mm-hmm. great. And, you know, our alumni people and, you know, a bunch of the faculty are, are moving here instead of elsewhere and driving in. And then that's fine. But 
you know, we're, we're trying to be involved in, in the community. And I, I actually see that from when I got here to now even, I think there's more of a connection. Over the last five years, Over for last, sure, there's yeah. been a bigger... Uh, we're trying to push the, into the down, downtown yes. to help mm-hmm. with that. And, yeah. and, and so I'm and hoping the, the we city, can get that and back. The, the yeah. chamber and Absolutely. Uh, a lot of organizations are really reemphasizing the relationship with the university. It's good and for both of us. Yes, you, you know it. It yes, is. Sir. And so I'm glad to see everyone sort of recognizing that we need... We need each other, and and I see we used to have it. I think we lost a little bit, but I think we're getting it back. Getting you know, back, all it's right. Good to see, James. Thanks for coming in today. Looking for forward me. to it. I need to get a copy of the book, The University of Science and Arts of Oklahoma, celebrating a tradition of different. Yes, sir. On sale at the USAO bookstore. Check out the uh, USAO alumni folks, or go to usao.edu and be able to find a copy there somewhere. So. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Thank you. Big thanks to our Cool Conversation sponsors with us every week, uh, Community Bank of Oklahoma and its locations in Chickasha, Verdon, and Newcastle, along with Stanley Systems.